Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Before we get going, I just wanted to take a minute to brag on the crew over at SaveWithConrad.com. I just saw an incredible five-star review from Zach up in Roselle park, New Jersey. He left us a five-star review over at ConradReviews.com. Go take a look for yourself. Here's what Zach had to say. Exceptional service by Jimmy and the team. We started talking back in spring of 2020. Jimmy was right there when we were ready in 2021. We shaved off eight years from our original mortgage. In the end, we will save over $200,000 just in interest. Guys, do you hear me? $200,000 he saved all because he listened to this podcast. What are you waiting for? If you're in a 30 year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And I don't know how long we can do this, but right now we can even approve credit scores in the five hundreds. That's right. We're going down to a 580 credit score. You have three credit scores. As long as two of your scores are 580 or better, man, you can start saving money today. And by the way, that's a government backed loan. That's an FHA loan with the best interest rate you've ever had. Get the best deal you've ever had for your family with my family at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? If you haven't already, you don't have to make your November or your December payment. You're done until next year. And come next year, you could be saving a boatload of cash. Like my man Zachary up in New Jersey. He saved 200 grand. How much can you save? Find out right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Will he want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence too. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing Survivor Series 2001 when the WWE and the Alliance faced off in a 10-man elimination tag match where the winner takes all. But first, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk about this. This is a huge moment in your career, and it's the 20-year anniversary. The tour continues uh, for you. It's Survivor Series 2001, and it marks the end of the invasion angle as the WWF team takes on the Alliance in a five-on-five elimination match. And uh, we're going to discuss how we get there, but I'm going to ask all of you to go ahead and fire up your peacock machine because this match is a long one, and we're going to watch it together today. So let's get you all started right, right up front here. So you want to find Season 15 of their Survivor Series and go to 1 hour, 31 minutes, and 25 seconds. I'll say it again. 1 hour, 31 minutes, 25 seconds. And as you're doing that, go ahead and hit pause, and you'll be right where Kurt and I are going to start here in a minute. And while we give him a chance to do that, Kurt, we left off 2001 with you coming off of Unforgiven, where you won the WWF Championship in your hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, over Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then on Raw the next night, you retain the title over Booker T in Columbus. Then you move on to SmackDown and Dayton. You team up with The Rock to defeat the Dudleys when Booker T, Test, and Shane all interfere. And both of you end up going through a table. 
This isn't exactly the crowning achievement of being the WWE champion that you had, right? I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, getting heat and putting both of the top, very top baby faces in the company through tables in the same night was probably not a good idea because you're chancing injury with both of your top baby faces. So I, I would prefer one or the other, but not both. Well, uh, Kurt, let's get it going. As I said, this is uh, going to be a long match for us to watch together today, but an exciting one. This is big time, so let's get it started. And uh, again, Peacock Machine, one hour, 31 minutes, and 25 seconds. We got promos. We got video packages, all the entrances. We're going to go quiet when we start, though, Kurt, because you're going to have a fun little Vince diatribe in the background, and I want everybody to hear this. The whole thing is just an awesome production. I hate Steven Singer. With all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays, Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there another reason to hate him. Steven Singer Jewelers has the number one gift this holiday, diamond stud earrings. And Steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful, best value, real diamond studs anywhere. Choose a great pair of Anita diamond stud earrings for under $270. Sound familiar? Well, that's because it's the same price last year. He's not jacking up prices like everyone else. Just the perfect price every single day. No sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100 day, 100% money back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. So with all that said, let's get it going, man. Here we go. Three, two, one play. All right. Before you men go out there tonight, there are a few things I have to get off my chest. Firstly, I have every confidence that Team WWF will be victorious here tonight. Every confidence in you. However, I am a pragmatist, and I realize I could be looking at a group of losers. And if that were to happen here tonight, if you were to lose this match tonight, I would like for you to remember a number of things. There is at one WWF fan 
anywhere in the world that would ever, ever forgive you. Not one. Should you lose this match tonight, each and every one of you would be personally and professionally disgraced. Should you lose this match tonight, then all of you and each one individually would justifiably be ridiculed by your own peers and your own family members. Should you lose this match tonight, then what does it say for those who have preceded you? Those who have passed on, yet their spirit still lives here in the World Wrestling Federation. Names like Buddy Rogers. Names like Dr. Jerry Graham. Names like Gorilla Monsoon. Mm. Andre the Giant. High Chief Peter Maivia. What would that say? Now, collectively and individually, you might be saying, I know you've got something for us, Mr. McMahon. I've been hearing you talk about how Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to jump to the World Wrestling Federation tonight. Well, for the purposes of that notion, I want you all to consider that notion total and complete, utter BS. Because tonight, all of you fight for the highest stakes you've ever fought for. It doesn't get any higher than fighting for survival. And tonight, each and every one of you will fight for survival. And you'll feel that exhilaration that you can only feel by laying it all on the line. So tonight, I've chosen each and every one of you. I've chosen you to participate in this Survivor Series elimination matchup. And by you joining this team, tonight you will honor the World Wrestling Federation. Now go out there and do it. Come on. All right, Kurt, I'm going to I'm going to play a little bit more of this cuz they're going to give kind of the background story of how we got here and I think it'll be fun for everyone to kind of hear how we got there. Your team just walked down. It's winner take all. Here goes. You ready? Yes. One company will be out of business at the conclusion of this next main event. And here's how these 10 came together for the Survivor Series. I've had it with this alliance crap, this invasion crap. What I'm proposing is that Survivor Series, there's one match. That match will determine which entity will finally survive. It's winner take all. Winner, winner take all. You want to put it all on the line? You're on. One match, winner take all. 
the WWF stays in business or the Alliance stays in business. My God! My God, what is this? Oh, my God, don't tell me! Kurt Angle has joined the Alliance! My God, it can't be! It's true! For the love of God! Our worst nightmare has manifested itself. Jericho and The Rock have completely disintegrated. Someone from the Alliance Survivor Series coming over to the World Wrestling Federation. Stone Cold Steve Austin! Did you see the way the Alliance members were looking at me? See, DTA now stands for Don't Trust Austin. Austin just stunned Angle! Now what the hell is that? The question is, Who's defecting from the Alliance? You know what? It's nobody. My father has done a masterful job of planting a seed so that the Alliance breaks down from within. But I hear I've been here a long damn time. And I ain't ready for my career to be over. We're a team, damn it. And we need to start acting like it. Do I make myself clear? Stephanie and I have put every single thing that we have on the line. It's everyone is on the line. It'll be one match, winner take all. The WWF lives or the Alliance will live. The World Wrestling Federation will wipe the Alliance off the face of this earth. Vince McMahon will see the WWF die. And here we go, the music package. The Booker T, Kurt Angle, RVD, Stone Cold, all part of the Alliance versus The Big Show. The dead man, the undertaker, Kane. My goodness, what a team. The Rock. Kurt, it's Hall of Famers everywhere. <laughs> there are a lot of Hall of Famers in there. A couple of future Hall of Famers, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's set the stage because they're continuing with the musical package, and then we're going to get into all, every one of your entrances as you come down the aisle. So we're going to start in Raw. It's Baton Rouge. You main invented against Shane McMahon, and you submit him to the ankle lock, and RVD hits a five-star frog splash on you from the apron to the floor. And then at SmackDown and Mobile, RVD gets a win over you to earn Steve Austin a title shot against you with help from Shane McMahon hitting you in the head with a chair while you have RVD in the ankle lock. And during this time, you're working with Steve on all the house shows, including pinning Steve in Winnipeg with the stunner, what was that experience like for you? Working with Steve was awesome. Uh, he is so underrated as an in-ring worker. I think because his character is so strong, I've said this before, he is known as the ass-kicking, beer-drinking, redneck, you know, badass, Stone Cold Steve Austin, but nobody really appreciated his in-ring work. He was really good in the ring. He was such an in-ring general, great in-ring general. Um, he improvised when he had to. One of the best workers I ever worked with. I learned a lot from him. And you said it right there. You learned a lot from him. Was it just, and was it mostly in the ring or maybe did you have discussion with him outside the ring post-matches, pre-matches, or was it just kind of by seeing when he, how he conducted himself in a match? It was all the above. I, I learned so much from Stone Cold, uh, how to do pre-tapes, how to do promos, how to do matches. He had more an effect on me than anybody in the company. Hmm. No doubt about it. He, uh, not, not many like him at all. If any stone cold was, uh, was the man for sure. And, uh, you would drop the title to Steve on raw in Indianapolis on October the 8th. Why such a quick turnaround? You think? <laughs> well, I don't know if you knew this, Paul, but uh, I said this before on another podcast. Um, 
what happened was 9-11 occurred and I came up with an idea to get a booster shot in the arm of our, our country. Sure. By, by winning the world title from Stone Cold. Hey, the American hero winning the world title from Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was a heel at the time. And I thought that this would be give the country a, a little uplift uh, after what occurred in 9-11. And uh, I went to Vince and I, I told him about it. And Vince said, well, you're going to have to convince Steve. So I had to call Steve and convince him to give me the title. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? I explained it to him and he said, I'm on board. He said, let's do this. Mm. He was really cool about it. And you know what? He was supposed to have a nice long title run as a heel. And I interrupted that title run. So I, I was very grateful to Steve for doing that. So, so you knew going into it, Hey, this is to really give us a kind of that, you know, oomph, if you will, with patriotic, the whole patriotic feel me being the champion, but I know this isn't going to be for long. Yes. It wasn't going to be for very long, a week or two at most. Mm. Well, uh, you drop the title and then at SmackDown the next night, it's announced that you'll get your rematch with Rob Van Dam included against Steve Austin at no mercy. And it seems odd though, that it's a three-way, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it definitely seemed odd, but RVD was getting so much momentum. It didn't matter whether he was a heel or a face. He was with the Alliance, but uh, fans clung to Rob. They, they, they loved him, and uh, there was no stopping him. We had to put him in the main event with us because he was getting so hot. I was a big RVD fan. I felt like he brought so much energy and a unique wrestling style. Uh, did you enjoy working with Rob? Yeah, he was great. Uh, you know, he was, a, he was a stiff son of a gun. <laughs> So am I. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Stiff as hell. But Rob was great. Uh, his skill set, what he was able to do, he was a high flyer and mm. size. That's really impressive. Yeah, I became a fan of his watching him in ECW and always thought that his style would translate to WWE. It feels like there was some opposition against him, maybe in the back. I don't know, but I'm glad to see that he finally got his rub and push in WWE. And now he's a Hall of Famer, so... Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, and he deserves it. Well, the WWF would then make its return to New York after 9-11, and you defeat William Regal with the help of Mick Foley to say, stave off Taz's interference. What was it like returning here with a lot of the New York Police Department and the uh, Fire Department in person for the show? That's pretty cool. It was an absolute honor to be able to perform in front of them. What they did, sacrificing for us, especially the city of New York, uh, saving lives, uh, coming to people's aids, doing everything they could to help the city uh, during 9-11. It was an absolute honor and a privilege to perform in front of them. Stone Cold has made his way out. He's got that big eagle belt, which, by the way, that's one of my favorite title designs, that big eagle, which you carry too. Yes, that's one uh, of my favorites too. Do you have any titles in your collect personal collection, any, any titles saved? No, I don't, but I have my, my one wildcat belt that you have. I'm getting one. They're making me an extra one. So there, there you are go. six, not only five. There are going to be six of them because I will have one. This perfectly timed cheap plug for the wildcat title belt, the, the Kurt Angle hero belt. But Still man, I, available for four available uh, outside of the one that has already sold. I have here on my shelf. Kurt's getting one. But man, that big eagle belt is iconic. Conrad owns one of them. Uh, I don't know if that's, it's that particular one there, but he definitely, uh, owns one of the big Eagles and man, it's just, to me, was a beautiful belt. It is beautiful. I love it. 
And uh, Big Show makes his way to the ring. We have Earl Hebner refereeing this match and Howard Finkel bringing all of you down. So just a lot of talent, a lot of, of uh, classic personalities here, part of this one. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I loved Howard Finkel. He was one unique man. NLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. There's never been a better time to refinance than right now. With real estate being so hot, your house could be worth more than ever. SaveWithConrad.com can help you use that new equity to pay off your credit cards or get rid of your PMI, saving you thousands. Interest rates are still at historic lows, but experts expect the rates to rise next year. Let's SaveWithConrad.com get you the best rate you've ever had and save thousands. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket, and you won't make another payment until next year. Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. Any fun Howard Finkel stories while we see him in the ring? Do you remember anything personal, any personal stories with Howard? No, not really, but he, he was just, you know, he was just different. I mean, he was, he, 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 you know, went to a different beat of a drum. He just was an odd individual, but I absolutely loved him. Yeah. Well, Kurt at no mercy on October 21st and by the way, for those that maybe are listening to this introductions are still happening for folks to come out to the ring. Everybody's got to have their music play, right? Kurt. Yeah. And probably two minutes each, which is crazy. <laughs> We're at no mercy on October 24th, uh, first and Austin pins RVD to retain the title after you hit Van Dam with four Germans and the Olympic slam. This is one of those matches that probably would have been better if it was a singles between you and Austin or you and RVD. Uh, am I right? Do you think that would, yeah, the match would have been a lot better. Triple threats are complicated as it is, you know, there are timing issues. But, you know, Steve was a ground worker. Um, uh, Rob, Rob Van Dam was a high flyer. Their styles really clashed. I was kind of in between, mm. but I would have enjoyed a singles match with each one of them rather than the triple threat. Undertaker, the American badass at this point, he's coming down to some Limp biscuit, which, by the way, I loved. I love that whole American badass. I love the music. Yeah. It's not quite as good as the Undertaker entrance, but it's pretty damn close. But you know what? It's not a bad runner-up, if you know what I mean. So, I, I will say this: he has two of the best entrances ever. <laughs> number one and number two. There you go. Who else can say that? That they have two of the greatest all-time entrances. Ah, uh, well. So you, you, we talk about the match there at uh, at, uh, at No Mercy. The very next night on Monday, opt October twenty-second, you win. The U.S. title over Rhino, your buddy Rhino, your traveling mate. Uh, why the change? Why the shift? You lose the world title. Now they're pushing you, and some would say maybe down to the U.S. title. Is this a downgrade in your in your eyes? Well, that that's a tough call. I mean, you know, after you win the world title and then you win the U.S. title, yeah, I would consider that a downgrade. But anytime you win a title in WWE, it's prestigious. Right. To carry it with honor and dignity. And regardless of whether you were world champion prior to that or not, uh, it doesn't really matter. You just have to hold that title like it is the world title. Make it mean something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. That's uh, and that, and for a few years recently, that's what's been missing from some of those titles, the intercontinental and the U S is that giving it the prestige that it deserves. So yeah, definitely. They've been missing on that for a while now. Well, Kurt, where that brings us uh, as we see Y2J make his way to the ring, which by the way, at 51 years old, he's still, still doing it and getting it done, which is just unbelievable. He hasn't missed a step. He's 51. He's still going like he's 25. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. So we move on to raw it's October the 29th. We're in Louisville, Kentucky. It's freedom hall. 
And this is where you have the big heel turn and you join the Alliance. Did you know this was coming? Yeah, I was told the week before that I was turning back heel, uh, joining the Alliance, uh, which was kind of um, a disappointment for me because I wanted a nice long run as a babyface. But I totally understood why they did it. And it was a good spot for me. It really was. Do you remember any details of it? Do you know who told you why the decision was made? Do you remember anything kind of behind the scenes yeah, that they, you can they share? told me why they did it, and and it made sense. I mean, they wanted me to be the mole in the company and uh, uh, get involved in the alliance and kind of spy <laughs> on them and and help the WWE win the, win the, uh, the match, which is what eventually occurred. So after 9-11, we want you to be our American hero. But then uh, six months later, we want you to be our Benedict Arnold and turn and be a mole in the company. I, I get it. Okay. It's crazy. Isn't it? Oh, I love professional wrestling. It's wrestling for you. There you go. Were you, and by the way, matches is underway here. Rock and Austin going at it in the corner, only like they can rock throwing the haymakers. Were you worried about going back and forth? Did you think this was going to hurt you as far as people and accepting you, uh, you know, with the change so quickly? You know what? I worked as a heel most of my career, so it really didn't matter. Uh, you know, as long as they kept me in the top storylines, I didn't care how much they switched me. I, I felt like I was the MVP of the company. I was their utility guy, and they would put me where they needed me. And that's what they did. They did that quite a bit. Hmm. Kurt, there's no doubt about it. MVP for sure. Uh, at this point, you uh, just, they they know what they have in you. You're You're in a Hall of Fame caliber match. You've already won the world title. All this in 2001. I mean, this is... This is incredible. So we're on the Monday, November 12th. Edge defeats you for that U.S. title that you had just won. It's in Boston. Kane's music distracted you. And then in the very next night, it's one of the all-time classic endings to a SmackDown from Albany. The Rock and Chris Jericho take you and Steve Austin on, and it ends with the big 10-man schmoz with every member of the elimination match coming out and hitting their finishers. And uh, we're setting up the big... Survivor Series match here. And this is a bit fun. I mean, Booker T's in this match. and uh, But, but man, I got to say, as a fan of wrestling and all the hopes and dreams we had as kids for what would it be like if WCW ever invaded or, you know, if WCW's best went against WWF's best, what would that look like? And then this year happened. And, there you it know, is. Yeah. But but some of the big guys didn't come over. We didn't get yeah. the we didn't get that dream. No, you're absolutely right. Some of the guys didn't come over yet, and uh, it was kind of disappointing. I mean, you do want the top stars there, but there were enough of the top stars from WCW and ECW to actually make a team. So it, it wasn't that disappointing. Yeah, it was just the fact they had to blend in some of their own to those team members to kind of make that happen. That, that I think that's where. You know, so great. Hey, great talent in this match, but it just felt like it had to be blended with original WWE talent to make it work. No, you're right. And it, it sucks that, uh, there, there weren't as many, uh, WCW guys that came over at that particular time, but we did what we had to do at this particular yeah. time. You're right. Guys, let's get serious for a second here and talk about a medical condition that might be a bit stigmatized or misunderstood in our society. Low testosterone. Did you know that millions of men in the U.S. suffer from low testosterone and that number is only increasing? 
In fact, our father's generations had more testosterone than we do today, and the scientific community is starting to believe that environmental factors are a cause of this. Are you always tired, having trouble gaining muscle mass, lacking focus and stamina? Your testosterone might be to blame. Here's the thing. Testosterone is so much more than just a sex hormone and optimizing your levels can not only lead to a better libido, but also impact your energy, body composition, and overall mood. In fact, the single largest complaint their customers make is to have more energy so they can feel like themselves and take care of their responsibilities. The great news is that our sponsor hone health is here to help. Hone is the fastest growing men's health clinic in the country and makes it easy to get testing and treatment from the comfort of home using real physicians, real science, and real FDA approved methods of treatment. All you have to do is complete your at home assessment. And once the results are ready, you'll video chat with a licensed physician to go over the results and discuss treatment options customized for your specific needs. Your doctor approved medication gets delivered to your door every month, like clockwork, and they check in with you every 90 days. Hone has helped tens of thousands of men all across the United States. Although I'm no medical expert, Hone Health is, and they'll be there with you every step of the way. For a limited time, listeners of our show can get the at-home assessment and a video chat with a licensed physician for only $45. Don't wait any longer. Head over to their website using our special link, honehealth.com forward slash angle to claim your offer. That's honehealth.com forward slash angle. That's H-O-N-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash angle. That's honehealth.com forward slash angle. That's H-O-N-E health.com forward slash angle. Well, Kurt, here we are. This is the Survivor Series. It's the 15th presentation of the Survivor Series. We're in Greensboro, North Carolina. Attendance here is 10,142 fans, which according to the Observer is about 50% capacity Although while you and I are watching it here, it certainly doesn't look that way. It looks like it's uh, got a pretty well attended. And uh, I want to, if you, you know, we'll go through what Meltzer had to say about the match real quick. And uh, it's pretty lengthy here. He says, we have Team WWF beating Team Alliance. So you have The Rock and Undertaker, Kane and Chris Jericho, along with The Big Show. And they, uh, they defeat Rob Van Dam, Booker T, Shane McMahon, Steve Austin, and Kurt Angle in a losing promotion has to fold elimination match. This match goes just shy of 45 minutes. And uh, as we witnessed before the match, give uh, Vince gives that big pep talk where he's talking about all those WWF veterans like Buddy Rogers and Jerry Graham and Andre the Giant and Gorilla Monsoon. And then he brings up The Rock's uh, grandfather, Peter Maivia, and so that kind of gets everybody's juices flowing. But Meltzer would go on to say, good action from start to finish. The story of the first fall is Alliance members were constantly ready to be pinned, but Shane kept breathing, uh, breaking up the near falls. As I read that, that's exactly what just happened here uh, with Rob Van Dam and Chris Jericho. Shane runs in to do that. Undertaker, as would be the theme of the evening for him, since he was doing a clean job somewhat early, didn't do hardly any selling. The finish saw, uh, saw the big show come in very aggressive after a hot tag, but was taken down and angle gave him the angle slam. Booker gave him the ax kick. Van Dam gave him the frog splash before Shane pinned him at 12 minutes, 42 seconds with an elbow off the top rope. The second fall was everyone kill Shane. Kane used a choke slam. Undertaker used a tombstone pound driver and Jericho pinned him after a lion salt. That happens at 14 minutes, 30 seconds. 
And then there was a there was some secret heat, by the way, afterwards on Shane, because not only of how lame his firing on Raw was, but because he took everyone's finish the night before, including a tombstone, a move that is basically unofficially banned for regular use. And he was helped out, but then didn't sell anything the next night. So there's that little nugget in the observer. After Angle came back in from stretcher jobs and didn't sell on the next TV in the ring, it's just not a boss's son problem. So what do you, any comment about that? What Meltzer had to say there about you not selling? Yeah, you could be nitpicky about it, but you know, it, it was, it was actually the next night. And uh, yeah, I do understand that you're going to have soreness and injuries uh, from the matches. So he does make some sense. Uh, he, he really, you, you can't deny that. Hey, listen, Kurt, by the way, you know, I, and they're on, uh, Conrad's other shows that he does with Jeff Jarrett and, and Jim Ross and, and some of the other guys, Meltzer has a lot to say and they shit all over it. So if there's something I read that Meltzer says, man, just let him have it with both barrels. If you don't agree. It. <laughs> but what he, he actually isn't too bad. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. Oh, all right. So give him the Kurt, the Kurt angle of Dave Meltzer. I see there. All right, there you go. Well, a lot of fans uh, have kept up with their wrestling knowledge from Dave Meltzer. So for some of the bad that people see, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that he's informed us with over the years. So I like it. Uh, so then we're on Meltzer goes on to say the third fall saw Van Dam pin Kane after basically a one-legged thrust kick off the top rope that happens at 18 minutes, 21 seconds. Undertaker then destroyed all four remaining Alliance members all by himself for several minutes as Undertaker was bouncing everyone around, Austin gave him a stunner, and Angle pinned him at 20 minutes and 3 seconds. This left four Alliance members. That includes you, Kurt, RVD, Van Dam, and Austin against just The Rock and Chris Jericho. Rock would pin Booker in 22 minutes and 33 seconds with a roll-up. Next fall was the Jericho-Van Dam program. Van Dam got a bunch of near falls before Jericho pinned him clean with a, uh, the breakdown, a move that usually when he doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't look right. And then a month ago, Jericho looked buried deep once again, while Van Dam was ri the rising superstar. Now Van Dam is buried deep and Jericho is being pushed as the next guy in the top rung until they give him, give up on him. Like they always seem to do. Well, we would know Jericho would close out this year strong. Uh, this left rock and Jericho versus Austin and angle. And with the exception of two messed up spots, one with Austin and Jericho having a total miscommunication, the other with Jericho and angle having it and angle killing him in response with a clothesline, which by the way, I can't wait to see here later. Uh, technically it got very sloppy during this fall rock got the fall on angle with the sharpshooter in 31 minutes, 52 seconds. I need a breathing machine. Good Lord. Austin was bleeding from the mouth at this point. Apparently from a slap to the mouth by Jericho, a couple of near falls before Austin pinned Jericho with a sloppy cradle in 34 minutes, 30 seconds. This left rock versus Austin for the survival crowd was so hot as they always were for rock and Austin. Jericho's mad about losing immediately hit rock with the breakdown, but rock kicked out undertaker comes out and yells at Jericho. They brought around the table. Austin used the sharp shooter. Rock used the stunner and had the match won when referee Nick Patrick pulls referee Earl Hebner out of the ring. Austin then used the rock bottom, but Rock kicked out. Austin decks Patrick and tried to get Earl Hebner in. Hebner was bumped. Austin hit Rock with a stunner, but no ref. Angle, our Olympic hero, shows up and hits Austin with a total belt, saving the day for WWF, and Rock scored the pin with a rock bottom. And here we go, Kurt. Eight months after WCW died, 
and 10 months after ECW died, their names within WWF were officially taken off life support and allowed to die with no dignity after a branding manslaughter. <laughs> he gives the match four and a half stars, though. Wow. But Impressive. This was one of the best Survivor Series elimination tag matches in history. It really was. I mean, there were a couple of, you know, you know, missed spots, but for the most part, this is a 10 man tag. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of hall of famers in here and they all work together as a unit. It was a really good match. Kurt, I'm still over here trying to get my oxygen back. That was a serious, <laughs> serious Meltzer read there, but man, there's hall of fit. We talked about it as we started there, this hall of famers everywhere. Uh, but you know, uh, Grilling JR episode this past week covered this specific pay-per-view. Now they walked through kind of the entire card and Conrad recently said on grilling JR in business timing is everything. And JR's point was this, the timing just did not work out for all this, unfortunately for this whole invasion angle. What does he mean? The timing did not work in terms of just the performers that weren't available contract wise, right. getting back to the point earlier. Yeah. There were a lot of egos at this time too. Well, you know what? There were no egos in the WWE. These guys work together really well. I, I, you know, when we went over this match, nobody was, you know, being an a-hole about anything. Everybody was on the same page. And everybody agreed. This is the best group of guys I've ever worked with. I'm glad you said that because that was something also Jim Ross talked about was, uh, he talked about the egos, but he mentioned Pat Patterson being the, one of the guys that could wrangle everyone all together. He did. Talk, yeah. Talk about that. Talk about Pat Patterson's influence on this. Well, you know, when Pat would come up with ideas for the matches, which he did quite a bit, uh, nobody ever turned down his ideas because they were always so good and everybody had so much respect for Pat. And I believe the reason why everybody was on the same page is because Pat was our agent mm. and Pat did a, a tremendous job. He came up with a lot of these finishes. He was really good at this stuff. This is, this is what Pat Patterson did best. And he was the very best at it. Yeah, no, that was JR's point too. He said, you know, it was a team effort, but Pat Patterson was always that one guy that everybody, every one of these guys respected because of his track record, record what he's done, putting matches together in the past. And if there was anyone that they would all listen to, it, it was him. So I love to hear that. Yeah, it was a smart move having Pat Patterson as the agent. Mm. Talk about uh, being behind the scenes. So you're all lined up, all ready to go. Talk about that. Do you remember any of that behind the scenes? Was it a, a moment of, Hey man, let's go out there and kick ass. Was it? And you said there were no egos at this point, right? Everybody was on the same page and everybody wanted to, uh, you know, blow the roof off the joint. And we, we all were, you know, working together. Uh, you can't have a match, a 10 man tag elimination tag match like this without working together as a unit. If anybody's, uh, not on the same page with you, the match is going to get messed up pretty quickly. Kurt, one of the things I noticed as I was watching this earlier is there are times where you're on the apron and it, and it appears like you're stretching here and there. Are you dealing with some stiffness or an injury around this time? Do you remember? I had a little hamstring pull, but I was trying to keep it warm while I was on the ring apron. Ah. Is it tough to mesh everyone's style into this as Shane comes off the top with the elbow on the big show? Is that another kind of 
you have 10 wrestlers with 10 different styles. Yeah. It's, it's pretty tough. It's, it's not easy to adapt to you. You know, you're getting a new guy every, every 30 seconds that you're going to wrestle in front of, or, you know, uh, perform with. So it, it gets a little complicated, but you know, everybody had their own style and it was, uh, it, it, you know, but, but everybody is professional. Everybody's a pro. They know what they're doing. So we were able to make this work. Man, I love talking about the good old days of professional wrestling with Kurt Angle, but it feels like the good old days are where our internet security are these days. I mean, don't you think it's weird that we've all really changed the way we use the internet? It's in our pocket. It's on our TV. We're getting all these apps, but the security tools are pretty much the same. That didn't make sense to me, but Aura does. You see, Aura provides complete digital security to help protect your online accounts, finances, devices, and more all in one easy to use app between your photos, your finances, your devices, and your connections. Your world is more online than ever. And you may have security systems in place for real life, but what about your online life Well, Aura can help sound the alarm if your digital presence is at risk. You see, Aura provides digital security protection to keep your finances, your personal information, and your tech safe from online threats. It's all in one protection from identity theft, financial fraud, malware, scam sites, and so much more. With Aura, you'll get alerted to fraud and threats fast. Like if your online accounts or passwords were leaked online, or if someone tries to open a bank account in your name. Aura is easy to set up. All the plans come with a million dollars in identity theft insurance to help recover your stolen funds. An experienced US-based customer support team has got your back. Aura is a new type of security service that protects all of your online information and devices with one simple subscription. With an easy online dashboard and alerts that are sent straight to your phone, Aura keeps you in control and guides you through solving any issue. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners up to 40% off plans when you visit Aura.com slash angle. Go to Aura.com slash angle to get complete protection and savings of up to 40%. That's A-U-R-A.com slash angle. If there's someone, Kurt, who's watching this match right now, which by the way, I know there are quite a few active pro wrestlers that listen to this show and our ad free show members and watch along with us here. Uh, but maybe they're trying to get in, break into the business or they're a current wrestler. What could they learn from a match like this? Or is there some things they can take away as far as wanting to add to their repertoire or to their game or, or working with guys at this level? Is there anything that you, that stands out to you as you watch this? Well, I think for them, they need to look at the very top guys, how they're selling uh, how they slow the match down and pick the match up, pick up the pace, uh, see when they're doing it at what particular times, especially Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold. Those guys are are really good at their craft. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn from anyone, you learn from them. Mm. We see here now we're at the point where The Undertaker has a Shane McMahon set for the tombstone, delivers the tombstone. Is he going to pin him or what? No, Chris Jericho is not going to come in. They want to give Shane the uh, ultimate supply of finishes. <laughs> Here it is. There's that lion salt that we talked about earlier. One, two, and three. Shane's out. And they show the the, the, the locker room and everybody's into, oh, this is my buddy Mike Kyoto back there cheering. Oh, I love it. Love to see it. 
And Kurt, now it's you and, and Chris Jericho. Talk about working with Chris. I know you've mentioned that you can't believe he's still doing it, but let's talk about you and him in the ring and what you appreciate or enjoy about working with Chris here. Well, I started my career with Chris Jericho, him and Chris Benoit. They, those two, I was bouncing back and forth with both of them the first year I wrestled uh, on TV. And Chris was so talented. What he was able to do in the ring, on the microphone, uh, the guy had the whole uh ball of wax. He, he had everything you had to be a huge superstar. And there was no doubt in my mind, he was going to end up being a world champion in WWF, WWF or WWE, uh, which he eventually did. And mm. uh, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. He would, uh, go on to become the undisputed cha uh, champion later this year. Uh, one of the shows just worked with JR to do Chris Jericho, 2001, and, uh, man, what a, what a talented performer. I got to ask, as I'm watching this though, who determines who's the point man on breaking up pins in, in this type of a match? Is it whoever's closest or what? No, we rehearse it before the match and everybody has to make sure they get their breakup. Uh, when there's a count, if they don't break up the count and the person gets pinned, we're in a very difficult position because that person that got pinned wasn't supposed to. And they were supposed to continue on and we're going to end up doing a spot with that person eventually. So, it, you know, if you miss the count, if you don't break up the count, you're going to mess up the whole entire match. Okay. It has to be rehearsed. You say you rehearse it. Is this a walkthrough in the ring? Talk to me about this rehearse. What does this oh, rehearsal no, look like? Man, we, you know, we, we just talk about, Hey, you got to break this count up. And, and, you know, we, we didn't rehearse, go through the match, uh, you know, for each spot. We just talked about the match and what we were going to do in it and who was going to do the breakups. There's so many in this match though, Kurt. It's like, how do you remember it all? Sure. Timing is everything in a 10 man tag elimination. <laughs> Buddy, I would lose track. I'd need something written on the palm of my hand or a cheat sheet stuffed in my, uh, in my, in my, yes. my goodness. Cause there's a lot going on here. I mean, there's tons of breakups. So yeah, kudos to all of you. Yeah. Everybody did their part. Wow. Have you ever been in the ring with someone missed and didn't kick out and the referee just gets stuck and it's kind of like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> no, I've never been in the ring when someone had to do a breakup of a count. I was in the ring when I actually got pinned when I wasn't supposed to. Oh no. That was horrible. That what happened? Do you remember? It was my program with Booker T when I was stalking his wife or whatever. <laughs> and Booker T beat me the first match and I was supposed to beat him the second match. We were going to have a rubber match, a third match. And the second match, uh, Charles Robinson pinned me by accident, and we never got to a third match because Booker won the first two. Oh, it ended our program quickly. So, what does that look like? Do you go between you and Charles? Is that once you go back behind the curtain? Are you guys having a little talk? Or man, I, I just said, hey, that wasn't the the fall. <laughs> I know I messed up, and what can you do? I mean. No. This sounds way too nice, Kurt. Give us the juice. Did you put him in the ankle lock? Did you make him tap no, out? No, no, I didn't do anything. Come I, on. It didn't really matter to me because I wasn't crazy about the storyline anyway. Uh, I, I was uneasy about that whole storyline with Booker T and Charmel. I yeah. didn't do it. I wish I would have spoke up and, and turned it down, but I never turned down anything that Vince proposed to me. Which that's interesting. Now you say, looking back, if you could do it all over again, maybe you would have spoke up and turned things down. Do you wish now looking back on your career that there were other times that maybe you would have spoke up and said things, or is that one in particular that just stands out in your mind? Maybe at times, but you know what? I was pretty happy with the way they utilized me. So 
uh, th- there weren't a lot of times where I had to speak up and, and for the most part, I never did. And, uh, I was always the nice guy <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if that, uh, helped my career or not, but that's just who I am. Yeah. I'm just curious now if you're like, man, maybe I should have handled that one differently, or I should have told Vince. No, uh, you know, just like you said, with the Booker T I probably should have told Vince no on the Booker T angle. Yeah. Well, here we go. They're all hell has broken loose for those that are watching along w- with us. Undertaker has cleared the ring and, uh, this is, this is a lot of fun. We have some folks that have uh, written in some questions, uh, as well, that I want to get in and make sure we ask as we go through this, you just took the big boot from the undertaker. We're going to start with Lindsay. Uh, we love us some Lindsay ad free show member. And she said, just for fun, Kurt, what would the name of the company become if the Alliance had one and put WWF out of business? <laughs> God. Well, we know that's not going to happen. That was not going to happen. Vince McMahon was going to make sure it didn't happen. But, um, let me see. How about, uh, F U V F U Vince. F U V. I love it. Promotion name. <laughs> I think that could be a cool t-shirt. F U V the yeah. Kurt angle show. <laughs> no. Kurt's like, no, do not put that on my t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> WCWF world championship wrestling federation. Oh, there you go. WC. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a fun question though, Lindsay. Hey, if some of you want to comment after listening to the show, what yeah. are your ideas for what it could have been? The company name. I think that's fun. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Another question from a wrestling historian. He's a, uh, another friend of ours and avid listener of everything. Uh, Kurt Angle show yeah. and ad free shows. He said, do you wish you could have stayed babyface longer? You talked a little bit about that already here earlier. Yeah, I wish I could have stayed babyface longer. Um, I never had a long, steady run as a babyface. A few months at a time, even when I was babyface in 2005, 2006, I was still kind of a heel. I was still saying a-hole things and uh, being rude to the fans. But w- what got me over was my work skill. I mean, the fans started to appreciate my work in the ring, on the microphone, and they kind of turned me baby on their own. Uh, I didn't want to be a baby face, but at that particular time I did, but I always switched back and forth. I never had a long reign as a baby face, always long reigns as a heel. Did you enjoy being a heel and, and saying a whole things? Yeah. You know, I was comfortable there. I was, you know, <laughs> you're comfortable saying a whole things. I love it. It was the opposite of my personality. And I like doing that for some reason, uh, playing another character on TV, a completely different person than I am at home. Uh, I felt more at peace with that. Good save. It's completely opposite of who I am. I'm angel angle. <laughs> I would never say a whole things. I love it. <laughs> All right. Good stuff there. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Another question it says, uh, that comes to us from Keegan. He said, was the plan always for you to be the one to turn on the Alliance at the conclusion of the match? Great question. I don't know, but I believe so. And I think the reason was Vince McMahon always wanted me to end up being a heel. Uh, He loved me as a heel. He enjoyed watching me as a heel. Um, He always put me in that situation. And I'll I'll explain something. As a mole, uh, when you, you know, when you switch and you're, you're a double agent as a mole. So you're actually really a heel. Um, but I did save the company. I saved the WWF from WCW and ECW. And, um, you know, it was, 
what was the what was I trying to get to here? Um, uh, not only that, but what I did and what Vince made me do after I saved the company was he had me demanding thank yous from all ah. the wrestlers. I went to the rock and said, you should be thanking me. I saved the company. And, uh, that turned me, that kept me healed. So, uh, you know, the whole mole situation, um, you know, it, it, you, you are a heel, but not only that, but I was demanding thank yous from the WWF wrestlers afterward. Hmm. And that, that, that's why I end up being a heel still. Yeah. James in a baby face saving the company, but I wasn't. So. Yeah. And there are reasons for that. James, uh, Groomberg wants to know, was Kurt happy that the invasion angle was coming to an end Were you kind of like, okay, this has run its course. Or did you, did it not make yeah, a difference I to was, you? I was tired of, you know, I went from heel to baby, to heel to baby, to heel, uh, in like three months. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to reset. I wanted to start a different program because this was like, uh, I my head was getting dizzy from all the turns and I, <laughs> I just wanted to do something new, something fresh. We have, uh, some talented guys in the ring here, RVD and Chris Jericho going at it. And by the way, this is good a time as any, this match continues. Speaking of talented performers, something I wanted to bring up, and this is as good a time as any. Kenny Omega talented performers came out this week and said, if I were to name one more guy that was really an inspiration uh, to getting me to where I'm at now in the ring, maybe it's Kurt angle. Again, I just appreciate the real athleticism that goes into what he does without sacrificing that entertaining aspect. He was willing to do whatever it took to make a crowd happy, to make people laugh, to make people cry, but his capabilities were second to none. High praise from now a former AEW world champion, Kurt. Wow, that means a lot to me. And what what Kenny said that, you know, to be in that position, to be able to have someone like Kenny Omega look up to me, uh, that's a true honor because the kid is incredible. What he's been able to do the past 10 years in professional wrestling over in Japan, uh, here in the United States, he was he was the biggest star and the most talented superstar that never went to WWE. And, uh, he will go down in history as that if he never does enter WWE, but I mean, his success, what he's had in Japan and AEW, uh, phenomenal. I, I, I haven't seen a talent like him in a long time. I would say that he's every bit as talented as Rey Mysterio. Hmm. And he belongs on that uh, upper echelon of talents. One of the greatest workers in the business today. Yeah. And I know how highly you feel of a uh, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, very high. Yes. So he's uh Kenny is actually the word on the street is that he's going to be taking some time off to have a, a couple surgeries. So he's been beat up and you know how that is, but uh, he's going to have to get some. Yeah. I think during that promo, he was getting a, a serious massage and a chiropractic adjustment. I saw that. And, and you know what? It, it, it's a tough business and you're going to have injuries and you're going to have to deal with surgeries. And it's unfortunate because this is in the prime of his career, but he's going to have to do what he has to do. Kurt, there you go. Now, thank you for, uh, I was hoping we could get some of your thoughts on that as that just came out this week. And here you are, you have, uh, Chris Jericho, one of his, one of, uh, Omega's buddies in AEW, one of his fellow, uh, EVPs, if you will in the ring wrestling around now stone cold enters the fray. Uh, as we watch this again, I think it's important to point out we're here because it's survivor series season and, uh, survivor series as this episode drops, 
this is on, on Sunday. Tonight is WWE's Survivor Series, Kurt. And I don't know uh, if you've been uh, kind of paying attention to what's going on there, but I thought it would be fun as we watch this match together to throw out to you the card and maybe see if you uh, want to give us some Kurt Angle predictions <laughs> on the card. What do you think? You willing to do do that? Oh, yes, let's do it. Oh, this is fun. Thanks for playing. All, you know, Kurt, you're such a good sport. I ask you about this stuff and you're like, sure, why not? So yes to everything. Ah, it's like Vince McMahon all over again. I feel privileged. He's just saying yes. All right. So let's have some fun here again. This is a, a very lengthy match that we're watching along here and it's a great match. This is a lot of fun. There's Austin and Jericho going out in the ring. Uh, but let's talk about tonight's survivor series. We have the raw tag team champions, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. He just goes by Riddle now. Versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. What's who's Kurt Angle's pick? Is it Orton and Riddle or the Usos? Uh, I would say the Usos, but I'm a big Randy Orton fan, and he's one of my best friends. So I have to go with Randy Orton and uh, and jeez uh, and and Riddle. So Riddle, you're going Riddle, yes. or, Orton and Riddle, and I am typing this out because I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna keep track of this. This and is gonna be what? great. I have to say they're they're. Their pre-tapes, what they've been doing uh, up until now, have been phenomenal. Yes. The chemistry they have, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, uh, awesome. Off the charts. I absolutely love it. All right. So we got you for Orton and Riddle for that match. That's what uh, that's Kurt's angle on this one. Oh, you like what I did there? Next up, we have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. This is a traditional Survivor Series match. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina, their team Raw, Versus our friend, your friend, your pal, Sasha Banks, who we just had on the show last week, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. That's Team SmackDown. Which team you got? Team SmackDown. Team Sasha Banks. I'm falling for Ah, it. yes. Her, yes. Love her. <laughs> How fun was that episode, by the way, last week? Oh, with her? Much fun. We had so much fun doing it with her. Uh, she told us some great stories. It was pretty incredible. I, I, I think he, she's so talented and such a smart individual. Yeah. had a lot of fun uh, with Sasha and, uh, some of what she shared about, she's ready to tango with Trish Stratus. It, uh, it's, it was all over social media that and some yeah. of her comments about Ronda Rousey, uh, were out there too, bud. So. Planted the seed. She definitely planted the seed. I like it. All right. So we have Kurt Angle taking Team SmackDown there. Let's move on to the Survivor Series men's match. Uh, and as as we're watching along here, it's uh, Austin and Chris Jericho in the ring are, are still going at it. You get the hot tag. You're making your way back in the ring now. We have Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, who you just said, big fan of, and Bobby Lashley. That's Team Raw. Okay, a lot of studs there. They're taking on Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and an unknown final member who we don't know yet. Who's Kurt's pick? I'm going to say Team Raw. I yeah. think he'll win that one. Yes, definitely. Okay. A lot, lot of, when you talk Finn Balor, Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Lashley, a lot of talent on. Not to say there isn't on the other team, but Kurt yeah, Angle is I'm going Team Raw. But yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Lashley fan and Rey Mysterio fan. So. There you I'll go. Come on. All right. Now uh, we have Austin in the ring. He's got uh, Chris in a side headlock. That moves us to the United States Championship match. Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Here we go. Who do you got, Kurt? Nakamura. I love right. I love his passion for the sport. I love his character. I think he's hilarious. 
Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Shinsuke, man. I, Great worker too. I, uh, Shinsuke's a guy came in hot in NXT. They bring into the main roster, you know, with a push at the beginning and then he kind of tapered out and I'm hoping he's headed back that way. You know, you know what? Every time he comes out, the fans go crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that the company hasn't utilized him more, uh, the way he should be utilized. Uh, I'm really surprised, but I think it might be a little bit of the language barrier. Mm. That might be one of the reasons, uh, but, but he, he covers that with the way he, uh, portrays himself, the things he says, he doesn't have to know English. He's entertaining as it is. So I'm not sure why they don't use utilize him the way he should be utilized. Yeah. Okay. So I got to admit I'm a little behind uh, a few of my, uh, we'll say more technologically advanced friends had been telling me about VPNs for years. It wasn't until recently that I discovered Nord VPN and now I'm all in. I can access content from over 59 different countries by changing my virtual location with one click. Of course I live here in Alabama, but with the Nord VPN, I can be anywhere in the world virtually. And then I can access content from those regions <coughs> network. And Hey, it's not just the network. It also means you can watch Peaky Blinders early on UK streaming services. If you're outside the U S you still have access to all the U S streaming services, but you never miss your favorite show again. By the way, I want to mention geo restrictions are no longer an issue because you change your remote location with one click. It's super easy to use. So not only is it safer, but NordVPN is actually the fastest VPN in the world. With NordVPN, my internet traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel, which protects both my data and my privacy. By the way, you can even have up to six different devices on a NordVPN. So like you could have your laptop, your iPhone, a smart TV, an iPad, hell, even your router, all of your devices are protected. Consider NordVPN like a Swiss army knife with so many different features and unique selling points, at least for my life, I'm protected. I get faster, more secure internet, and I get access to this other stuff that I might not have normally had. That's a game changer for me when I'm looking to engage in certain content. You know, what I'm talking about network. <coughs> it's been a game changer. Absolutely love NordVPN. And if you're looking to access more content than you can right now, but you want to do it safely, I can't recommend NordVPN enough. So if you're ready to do what I did and make the network, um, excuse me, the uh, experience a lot better, <laughs> listen, it's tongue in cheek, but you know, Peacock sucks. Go grab NordVPN cyber month deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash angle or use the code angle to get up to 73% off of your NordVPN plan. Plus you get a bonus gift. That's nordvpn.com forward slash angle. That's N O R D VPN.com forward slash angle. The promo code is angle and you'll get up to 73% off your Nord VPN plan plus a bonus gift. And oh, by the way, there's a 30 day money back guarantee. There's absolutely no risk. I love it. Uh, I've got things like I like it again. I can't recommend it enough. There's even a certain company that has pay-per-views on certain services where you can watch that wrestling abroad, but you can't, if you live here, but with a VPN, I've said too much, go to nordvpn.com forward slash angle and your, your, your wrestling consumption life gets a little safer, a little easier, a little faster. It's worth it. You're going to love it. Check it out. Nordvpn.com forward slash angle or use promo code angle. You'll be glad you did.
That's N O R D V P N.com. And with his strong style, he could be kind of a, a wrestling machine, a badass. If it, yeah. and, and he's entertaining too. So, all right, this one, Kurt, is interesting, and I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. This is the one I'm interested in seeing. As now you're in the ring, and the and the Rock's just uh, about ready to put you in his uh, in the sharpshooter. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. Uh, look, look at the pain, the pain in Angle's face. Angle taps out. Heels always tap out. <laughs> there you go there's a secret for everyone <laughs> all right austin comes in and now they're battling out and uh so let's get to this match it's women's champion becky lynch versus smackdown's champion charlotte flair and kurt i don't know if you've been keeping up at all but there is some serious it feels like it feels like serious heat yeah. is this real is this storyline and they're blurring the lines right now for sure it is i think it is but I am a big fan of both of them, but I absolutely believe that Charlotte Flair could be the best female wrestler in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world, period. That wow. Men. Yes, I'm admitting that right Let now. Let that sink in, everybody. Charlotte Flair is Kurt Angle's pick. Not only the best wrestler, women's wrestler, but their best wrestler, period. Be best wrestler, period, in the world. Mm-hmm. All right, Kirk goes with, uh, but man, you got to feel like that's the one that's bringing everybody into. That's the one that people are going to pay for. That's yeah. they're buying tickets for. That's a big ass match. That has, uh, and this week, Ariel Hawani sat down with Becky Lynch and she said some pretty straight up things in that interview. Oh my goodness. It's... Yeah, I don't blame her. I don't think they like each other very much. Ah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So final match, as we start to get in towards the end of, uh, of this match here that we're watching, uh, Austin going for the pin on Chris Jericho, the WWE champion, Big E versus universal champion, Roman Reigns. Oh man, I would love to see Big E, Big e take it um, because I think we need a new uh, prominent guy that, that should be up there. And uh, I love that he's uh, African American. I believe that you know uh, that that's a good thing for the company. Uh, but Roman Reigns is the man, and I think he will continue to be the man. And I think he's going to win this title too. All right, there it is. Kurt Angle picks Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Shinsuke Nakamura, Team Raw for Survivor Series men's, Team SmackDown for Survivor Series women's, and he's got Orton and Riddle for the tag match. So there we go. Some fun little Survivor Series. All right, Paul. You have to buy another one of my Wildcat belts. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can tell my wife that, pal. You might have to give her an ankle lock to make her want to do that. Uh Oh, you should have seen uh, the conversation just to get the one I got. Uh, <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. Uh, here we go. So let's get back into the action here because we're we're towards the end of this match, and uh, I want to get back to some fan questions here. Uh, so one of the uh, one of our folks writes here. Richie says, "Do you think switching to the alliance halted the momentum you were making as a top guy, or do you feel it added an extra dimension to your character?" I think it might have affected my position as a top guy. Um, you you want to be a babyface for a good period of time. You have you want to be established as a babyface longer than two or three months, like I was. And I I believe that that affected my ability to be a top guy, even though I was a top guy still. And uh, and and you know, being the mole and the company and saving the company was a great position to be in. 
but I think that, you know, from, from a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, from a storyline perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that ba- the baby face thing, I should have been there longer. I should have had a nice longer run. Right. I believe that I would have been established better as a baby face and been more of a top guy if I did that. Standing backstage in Gorilla watching Rock and Austin has to be electric for you, right? I mean, just. Oh, man. Anytime those guys faced off, it was like you're talking about the two biggest stars in the history of the business and they're going at it. It's electric every time they do it. And, uh, you know, especially here, you know, this is, this is winner takes all WCW Alliance versus WWF. And you have these two, of course, you're going to have your two biggest stars in the company going at it for, uh, for keeps. Oh yeah. Now who tells you that you're going to be turning on Austin at this point as you're backstage, or, I mean, I'm sure you know that going in, but who, who's communicating with you the week prior, they told me I was going to be the mole and that and end up saving the company. And, uh, so, you know, they poured it on me so that I would agree to it. I'm sure. And, and you know, the thing is, I didn't care as long as I was in one of the top storylines and I continue to be in one of the top storylines. And that's where they, they promised that. And they did that. They delivered. Mm. Well, in my mind, but it's really hard, you know, to distinguish baby face and heel sometime around this, this time uh, of the business and of wrestling. <laughs> right you know it was it was it wasn't black and white anymore it was gray you know you had that gray area is he a baby is he a heel and uh you know sometimes you couldn't even tell which one you were kurt we had another fan uh, write in with a question and uh his name's jason bayless and he said had austin not went to vince requested to turn back babyface after no mercy does kurt think he'd be the one rock pinned Yes, I would have been the one rock pin because I was the next heel in line. I was second to Austin in line with the Alliance as far as uh, an order of importance. You know, I was his, he was the captain. I was his sergeant, you know, mm. so um, yeah, it would have been me. So, uh, you know, but I, I honestly believe Stone Cold might have ended up pinning me. So, uh, you know, it, it depends who was going to be the one uh if Austin turned babyface, he would have been on the WWF team. Right. So, you know, it might have been Austin that pinned me instead of Rock. Did you like working these? Sense. Yeah, I agree. Did you like working these Survivor Series style matches, like these elimination tags? You know what? Every once in a while, yes, but for good, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you would never permanently win it. This month's Survivor Series match. <laughs> There's so much that goes to it. And, you have to remember your spots and everything. You can't just go out there and feel the match and let it flow and, and improvise at certain times. Everything's planned and you have to make sure you're on time for everything. So it's a very difficult match to put together. And it's a very difficult match to, uh, to do. Speaking of plans, Kurt, you mentioned, Hey, I kind of knew the plan, uh, for what was supposed to happen here about a week out. Did you know the plans uh, for after this? What was supposed to happen after the storyline ended at the pay per view? Kind of like what was supposed to roll out the next week or month or so? No, I didn't. As long as I was in one of the top storylines, I didn't care. So that's all they promised me, and that's what they gave me. As, that's a, as long as you knew that you were good, and just whatever. Yes. Whatever you feed me, the next time I show up, I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah. 
Do you think this is one of your favorite matches? I mean, it's held up over 20 years, right? Uh, or- yeah, you know what? This is one of the best Survivor Series elimination tag matches in history. I mm. really believe that. The match was that good. And uh, it had everything in it, all the bells and whistles, uh, everything you had to do, uh, including uh, a, a chair shot. <laughs> chair <laughs> shots, yep. This is that what I did the rock <laughs> at the end, which I shouldn't have said that yet, but. I'm sure that everybody that's watching this right now has already seen it. That's right. Oh, um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's it. Yes. AJ Espinoza asks, uh, another member ad free shows, a big fan of, of the Kurt angle show. He wants to know your thoughts on the fans who didn't understand that you were playing a mole in team Alliance as the raw after survivor series, you were booed even though you were the one who helped team WWF win. What were your thoughts on the fans that just didn't get it? Well, like I said before, you know, when you're a mole, you're a double agent. You can't be trusted. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they hear mole, they, they don't want to be near the mole. <laughs> uh, but, but not only that, but, you know, after the match was over, the next day we're celebrating, and I'm demanding thank yous from all the WWF superstars, uh, which kind of forced me into being a heel again. Um, you know, even The Rock said, you know, Kurt, you think you did me a favor? You hit me in the head with a chair. You could have killed me. And now you want me to thank you for that? And, you know, so the fans kind of turned on me again and made me a heel because The Rock made me a heel. Mm. And uh, The it Rock. Heel, demanding thank you. So Yeah. yeah. Rock has uh, Stone Cold and the sharpshooter here, Earl Hebner. He is right in Stone Cold's face, seeing if he'll give up. Now, The Rock had just come back from, I believe, The Scorpion King. It was either the, the and I got to find out which movie it was, but I feel like he was filming one of the Scorpion King movies uh, after WrestleMania and then came back for this for this storyline. Yeah, perfect timing, huh? Yeah, yeah, perfectly timed. And he and Stone Cold continue to go at it. Kurt, these, any- these guys were so special. I mean, uh, both of them. I consider them the two best of all time. I mean, these two guys, to to for both of them to be in the same era, it's pretty incredible. Because there's really hard. There's there, you know when you have one big star, there's usually not room for any other top star. They both deserve the top spot, and they both had top star honors. So uh, you know when they say it's not big enough for for the two of us, it was big enough for both of them because they both deserved it. Is there one of the two of these guys that you wish you could have worked a little bit more with one-on-one as you watch him? You know what? I worked a lot with both of them. To be honest with you, uh, including the house shows, I probably worked 250 times with each of them. Wow. So the, these guys, these two, I work with more than anybody else in the company. Mm. So no, I, I don't think I could. You had your fill. You, you got a little bit of experience. That's great, man. I mean, to, and now look at you. I learned so much so quickly. That was my first two years. The rock was my first year that I had programs with him and Austin. My second year, I had programs with Austin. So these two, I learned a lot from and think about your career, Kurt, not only what you were able to do and accomplish, but how many wrestlers can say what you just said. I worked with the rock and, and, and stone cold, probably 250 times each. Yes. And I beat both of them for the world title. That's a, that's a pretty big honor. Yeah, that's something that you don't hear a lot of people talk about, but that's something that distinguishes you from a lot of other wrestlers that not, not many can say. You're absolutely right. Austin here for the pin. Nick Patrick has come in, and my goodness, what a character he is. He has dumped 
Earl Hebner outside. Stone Cold's busted open, by the way. He's cut his lip or something here. He's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah, he hit his mouth on something. We have a fun final question from the fans, and I'm going to ask it to you now, Kurt. And uh, and this is the last fan question. It comes to us from Bo Glidden, who, by the way, followed your collegiate and Olympic career. I believe he was a, a high school wrestler as well. And he asks, how do the Angles plan to spend Thanksgiving? Any fun traditions? <laughs> I love no, it. Uh, we're going to just, we're going to have the family over, you know, my in-laws and my brothers. Uh, we're just going to have a, an Angle Yanati happy Thanksgiving. Nothing special, but, you know, spending time with my family during the holidays, which, you know, I hardly ever did during my career. Mm. Kind of nice being at home during the holidays now. It's really cool to, to spend time with your family on special events like that. So that's cool. So everybody comes to Kurt's house and has it been like that for the last couple of years now, since you've been, you know, uh, stepped away from the wrestling business. Yeah, we, we bounce it around here and there. Here yeah. I come here. I come to the ring. Oh yeah. We'll get back to Turkey talk. There's the title shot on Austin, the rock bottom. And where's the referee? Here comes Earl one. Two, and just like that, ECW and WCW WWF. have been flushed down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie is just, oh, just traumatized. There's a party back in the WWF locker room. You got Ron Simmons smoking a stogie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. And Kurt Angle was part of it. A lot of fun. We had a lot of fun putting it together and we had a lot of fun performing it. Um, uh, you know, the, the finish was a little, you know, uh, confusing, but, um, you know, for the most part, you know, I saved the WWF and the rock got the credit for it. <laughs> well, Kurt, there you go, man. That was a, a lot of fun today. Appreciate you sitting through this and going through and watching that match. That was a classic, a lot of fun. So, what I will say before we get into uh, your chicken snacks is I hope and Kurt hopes that all of you, we talked a little bit about Thanksgiving, that all of you have a fantastic Thanksgiving with your families on behalf of the Kurt Angle Show. As you heard, Kurt here plans to uh, enjoy some time with the family, and we hope that all you do uh, as well. Uh, but man, what a way to kind of kick it off uh, as we head into the Thanksgiving week, reliving one of the most exciting Survivor Series matchups of all time. It was a lot of fun, man. I would do it all over again if I could. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, uh, before we head out of here, it's important to make sure we make everyone aware of the chicken snacks, Kurt. Let's talk about chicken snacks. We know everybody's going to be eating turkey and cranberry and stuffing, but they need some snacks too, right? You got to have your snacks. Chicken snacks, you can get them at physicallyfit.com. 11 different delicious flavors. Kung Po, Buffalo Wild Wing. Uh, we have cinnamon swirl. Uh, honey mustard, bunch of flavors, incredible taste. We also have them in plant protein called Snack Smart. You can get them at physicallyfit.com. And if you, uh, you can get a discount by typing in AnglePod20, I believe. Or is yeah. Pod. That's correct. Angle Pod for 20% off at physicallyfit.com. That's your hookup. Holla if you hear me. You want to go to physicallyfit.com for all those great chicken snacks. Kurt, by the way, the feedback that I see on that is unbelievable. It's on social media. I have friends that have bought and texted me and said, hey, man, this stuff is legit. 
It's yeah, no joke. Deal, man. They, 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 their tastes are incredible. Uh, they're very high protein, low carbohydrate, very healthy for you. And they're incredible snacks. Follow the show over at the angle pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also, let's talk about KurtAnglebrand.com, man. It's Christmas time and people are looking for gift ideas. Tell them about what they can find over there, Kurt. You can get Kurt Angle merch. That's right. We have cowboy hats, birthday cards. We have milk cartons. Uh, we have autographed photos, uh, T-shirts. We even have um, cameo video messages. You can request videos for me. Uh, go to KurtAnglebrand.com. You can also, if you have any item you want me to sign that you have at home, send it to the address on the website, and I will personalize it uh, as long as you send a prepaid postage envelope uh, and a small donation for charity, I will return it to you with my my uh, your personalization and signed by me. Man, that's awesome. And if you're a Kurt Angle fan, it doesn't get any better than that and getting some really cool merch with Kurt Angle signature. And speaking of really cool Kurt Angle merch and stuff that's rare air, that is the championship belt that he and I talked about earlier in this episode. And you can get it right now. Very, very limited quantities left. I'm talking four. If you're watching on video right now, that's four fingers I'm holding in the air. And over my shoulder is the Kurt Angle belt that I own. That's right. I was put in an ankle lock submission by my wife to purchase that, but it was well worth it. And I now own it and it is autographed by Kurt angle. The certificate of authenticity is autographed by Kurt angle. You can find it at wildcatbelts.com. If you want to check out pictures of it, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at wildcat belts as well. So. What's that Kurt? I'll be posting this week as well. Awesome. And man, I'm telling you, Kurt's got getting his belt with his uh, fancy leather and they're numbered. And man, I can't tell you, it's well worth it. This is rarefied air, as I said last week, as far as people that are going to get to own this prestigious belt. So check it out. Well, Kurt, listen, next week it's Turning Point 2006, where you and Samoa Joe face off again in a rematch of your classic that we discussed a few weeks ago, which sees Joe even the score with you and makes it one-to-one. -one. We're going to talk about the reaction coming off that first match, the build of this match, and how it felt losing just two months into your TNA run. And if I know Kurt Angle, he doesn't really like to talk about losing. <laughs> no, I don't. I like to be undefeated all the time. <laughs> but Kurt, that's going to do it this week, my friend. And uh, listen, again, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends. We'll see you again right here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. Have a great week, everybody. Guys, let's get serious for a second here and talk about a medical condition that might be a bit stigmatized or misunderstood in our society. Low testosterone. Did you know that millions of men in the U.S. suffer from low testosterone and that number is only increasing? In fact, our father's generations had more testosterone than we do today, and the scientific community is starting to believe that environmental factors are a cause of this. Are you always tired, having trouble gaining muscle mass, lacking focus and stamina? Your testosterone might be to blame. Here's the thing. Testosterone is so much more than just a sex hormone and optimizing your levels can not only lead to a better libido, but also impact your energy, body composition, and overall mood. In fact, the single largest complaint their customers make is to have more energy so they can feel like themselves and take care of their responsibilities. The great news is that our sponsor hone health is here to help. 
Hone is the fastest growing men's health clinic in the country and makes it easy to get testing and treatment from the comfort of home using real physicians, real science, and real FDA approved methods of treatment. All you have to do is complete your at home assessment. And once the results are ready, you'll video chat with a licensed physician to go over the results and discuss treatment options customized for your specific needs. Your doctor approved medication gets delivered to your door every month, like clockwork, and they check in with you every 90 days. Hone has helped tens of thousands of men all across the United States. Although I'm no medical expert, Hone Health is, and they'll be there with you every step of the way. For a limited time, listeners of our show can get the at-home assessment and a video chat with a licensed physician for only $45. Don't wait any longer. Head over to their website using our special link, honehealth.com forward slash angle to claim your offer. That's honehealth.com forward slash angle. That's H-O-N-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash angle. That's honehealth.com forward slash angle. That's H O N E health.com forward slash angle. I hate Steven singer with all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays. Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there. Another reason to hate him. Steven singer jewelers has the number one gift this holiday diamond stud earrings and Steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful, best value, real diamond studs anywhere. Choose a great pair of Anita diamond stud earrings for under $270. Sound familiar? Well, that's because it's the same price last year. He's not jacking up prices like everyone else. Just the perfect price every single day. No sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100 day, 100% money back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.